have this niggly little dream or desire to do something, but then you go, I'm too old for that. Maybe it's travel, maybe write a book, maybe fall in love again. Or perhaps it's to start your own podcast at age 69. Well, that's what my next guest has done. She has done so much. Former professional singer, real estate agent, transformational coach, and a happy for no reason trainer. She has done so much. We have tons going on. Please join me for our interview and conversation in today's episode. Welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, where we are changing the aging narrative. I'm your host, Joanne Newaduck, and I'm thrilled to bring you stories that matter and celebrate your place in the world. As an advocate for lifelong learning, health, and women's empowerment, I believe it's never too late to live the life you've always imagined. Through lively and informative interviews with inspiring guests, We'll explore a wide range of topics relevant to our global sisterhood of vibrant, inquiring women just like you. Join me for today's episode and let's start changing the aging narrative together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Are you in for a treat? You know how this season, the overarching um, theme is talking all about Let's change the aging narrative. Well, this woman is changing the aging narrative. She has more on the go now, I think, than probably ever in her life. I am welcoming here today, Susan Whalen Jensen. Welcome, welcome. Oh, so pleased to be here. Just so great to actually see your face, see our faces side by side. This is awesome. Thank you. I know, it's wonderful. We've had quite a few phone calls leading up to uh, this interview. Now, before you and I dive into our uh, juicy conversation, and it's going to go all over the place, I'm sure, because there's so many fascinating topics, I just want to share with our listeners and those watching in a little bit about your bio. So Susan is an empowerment and transformational coach. She is a former professional singer, teacher, certified, happy for no reason trainer, realtor and podcaster. You have a lot going on. I hope we can touch base on a little bit of all of those. And I know that you specialize in empowering professional women to boost their on-camera confidence while nurturing self-awareness and self-love. So you are very much in the sphere and in alignment with all of the fab values. And I know that's how we first actually came to even know about each other. So I'm I'm thrilled to just dive into some of these conversations and like, where should we start first? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, let me start by saying thank you for this opportunity. I mean, it's just, you do such a fabulous job and you are more than fabulous at 50. I know that. And I just appreciate the, I know we're we're more than 50 or more than fabulous. (laughs) Oh yes. 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 Definitely. (laughs) Keeping away secrets here. (laughs) But thanks so much for having me today. And it's just really nice to, to, you know, be asked to do these. I do my own podcast as, uh, as well. And I'm, and I'm still a newbie though. I'm still a newbie, but I do know that the response I get is overwhelming when people, it's fun. I think people just want to be asked to do things and they want to be appreciated yeah. and they want to be heard. And that's kind of what everything, everything that I'm doing is around that and just being self-aware. Yeah. Amazing. Now I do want to delve in a little bit about your podcast. Cause I, I just, I love the title of it, but first, 
I'm going to start off more with the harder questions. Like I, I know you've been through some, some big adversities and I know there's listeners out there that have been, we've come through a few years of the world being upside down, shall we say, and some of our lives being turned upside down. And, but you've been able to navigate this and, you know, not without his bums. Can you, you share a little bit about that? Cause it's pretty inspiring. Oh, thank you. I I think if you want me to go like all the way back, like all the way yeah. back to the, the yeah, just go back to you know kindergarten. I think, no, yeah, I actually for me it's interesting because um, I'm one of those people like so many people who have had childhood trauma, and that and as we know that could be every everything to everything, and I was in foster care. I was abandoned as a child. I was, my mom did the very, very best she could do for me. She loved me to pieces, but she couldn't, just was a single mom and unable to, to take care of me. So I was kind of bounced around from home to home and I was in foster care and unfortunately had the sexually abused in one foster home. But the good news is I had a voice that when I, I was one of those people who I, when I finally said the words out loud and told somebody, I think I was five, five and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think when I finally had the, the courage to say something, I, I was out of there like before you couldn't even blink. I was out of the, she, my mom had come over, packed my bags and had me out of the house. So it was like, I said it, I, I acknowledged, I mean, she acknowledged it and just heard me and, and understood me and believed me. And it was, you know, so in that particular instance, I mean, I was so hurt and I was so, move you know like she actually the bad thing was I was a ward of the government in Calgary so what they did was they took me away from her again and put me in another foster home and that so but the point I think the benefit for me it yes but I think a lot of people who have had trauma and childhood trauma especially the reason that they have the anxiety that they still have today from it is because they weren't heard or they were Mm -hmm. they were uh they were feeling separate or not, not heard or not belonging somewhere or, and they weren't taken care of. In that particular, I had a lot of other trauma. In that particular case, I was sued and I was hurt and I was taken seriously. So, and that's what trauma is. There's, there's horrible circumstances that can happen to any of us, but lasting trauma is when it's not fully dealt with in the moment and at the time and and so often traumatic circumstances are not so any amount of as simple as being heard and believed is phenomenal I mean, it's horrible mm-hmm. what you went through but the fact that you were heard at that time I think yeah. has played a part in you knowing that you have a voice throughout your life well, in that particular instance, unfortunately, I went through so many other things that mm-hmm. I, I do acknowledge and aware. But for, for most of us, the trauma that we go through, it's just an event that happened that we mm-hmm. all know hey, this is terrible. I mean, and it's traumatic for a reason and it, and it, it gives you scars, but it happened in that moment or whatever, however long that took. But you know what? It's those feelings that we carry with us. That's the, that's really the trauma, isn't it? It's because it's yeah. not happening anymore. It hasn't happened for years, exactly. but a lot of people, and I think I'm very fortunate in that I understand that that was terrible. What happened to me as a kid, I was told not to tell anybody. And I did tell somebody, I mean, I was thought, I, I just remember 
I have, I still have irritable bowel syndrome from that. I, I swear that's when I was diagnosed because it was just so much. And, but then again, I was in 12 different foster, well, no, two different foster homes, but I was in 12 different schools from grade one to grade 12. I was in 12 different schools. I have this stack of report cards from all these different schools. So like I was shuffled around a lot. So, and those are the memories that we carry. That's the trauma. That's the problem. Like that's what we need to deal with is that like not the event. You know, and a lot of people, when they start talking about that event, whatever it is, then they all of a sudden they start crying and get really emotional. So, you know, that they unfortunately haven't had a chance to really deal with that yet. Process. And there's so many different ways to process. I know that like within my fabulous health, I have clients that come in and when they're mostly being drawn to me because they want to get their hormones under control or they want weight loss or, or some stress management. But often when we dive deeper, there is some release of a trauma. And I love that we can do it without going into the story. But there's so many different ways to deal with that. It's like, how did you personally deal with this trauma? Because now you are helping others and, and you're, you know, part of, I, I love the, the term happy for no reason. There's, there's lots of different things in your toolbox here. What do you there. think helped you? Like, or was it at a younger age, was it your singing? Yeah, I didn't start singing till till high school. My my mother was a singer, and so I wanted to be a singer. And as a little girl, mom sang with Tommy Banks and and did a lot of singing. And she would kind of pull me out of the. I was in a convent with for a with hundred other little girls in the O'Connell Institute. It was called. It was really an orphanage for a hundred girls for two and a half years. So, but she would when she could, she'd pull me out, and then I'd go hear her sing. And then I'd actually when I was like ten, I sang. I left my heart in San Francisco with Tommy Banks. So like, that's when wow. I kind of got, I got yeah. hooked. It's like, I want to be like my mom and I want to sing. So that's kind of what got me there. But the biggest thing for me, and as I think back on it now, is that I had faith at that time. My mom, my mom did a lot of things wrong as a parent and a lot of things that I swore I would never do. Um, but she, she instilled in me a faith but, and, a, a, and God and, and that I was a child. I didn't have a dad. You don't have people loving you and out there for you, but you do have God and he's always there for you. I really believe that that was something that just pulled me through all the way. So whenever things went really haywire, I just said, oh, it's, you know, I just, I just had that faith that I was protected and that I was was going to be okay. So that, you know, that kind of got me through. And then when I was, took the happy for no reason certified training course, which was thank you to COVID when we all had to just say no to everything. And just locked down. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the things that have happened to me since that has happened. So like I found a biological father I never knew. I never met. Wow, okay. I, so tell me I know how that did that too. come about? I'll go, I'll go back to happy for no reason just for a second though, because okay. that, when I took that course and the first thing that Marcy Shymoff and Sue Mortar, Marcy Shymoff was the author for that course. She was in the secret and, and I just love this. I was actually in a year long course called year of miracles. And every month there was a different theme and they yeah. just wonderful guests. It was such a cool thing. And then one month she came on and said, you know what? I'm going to offer this happy for no reason certified training to those of you who want to do it. And it was first like now, nah. you know, but then I thought about it and I took it. And the biggest thing for me in that course, and the reason that I love teaching it is that I am a hundred percent responsible for me. All the things that happen to me or that don't happen to me are, are things that 
like if I'm loving myself and I'm 100% responsible for me, anything that happens to me is is out of my control. I mean, and how I react to it is up to me, right? So right. it taught me how this. So the happy for no reason, it goes into the pillars of the heart, the mind, the body, and the soul. It talks about right. your roof, which is your, which is your passion. It talks about your garden, all the people you surround yourself with and the support. But biggest and foremost is the foundation that you're yeah. building your, your home of happiness on. And for me, that foundation is I am 100% responsible, nobody else. So I can't bitch and complain when somebody does something to me or somebody's not nice to me or somebody ignores me. That was my biggest thing is the abandonment and the not feeling safe thing as a kid. So when I got ignored, I took that so personally and I it, met, it manifested in stupid ways that now they don't. Now when that happens to me, I just ha- I understand that. Hey, you know, this, so I could be happy for no reason, like unconditional happiness. That's kind of what I strive for. And that's what I teach now. It's really, it's really cool. It's what, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and I'm familiar with that particular program a bit. I've trained in other programs and getting to that point where there can be stuff happening, but you, we can, we make the choice of what we're dialing into. I had it explained amazingly once with, it's like a radio station. <laughs> I love this, the way they explained it. It said, you know, it's like, if you don't like that channel, you can dial it. Heck, just change what's on the stations cause, or, or on the radio because you own the whole station. You own exactly. the whole station. And it's, it's, it's not always easy, but there are techniques that can yeah. help. So if people are listening yeah. and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I am not happy this happened to me and that happened to me and that happened to me. It's making me unhappy. There are ways to Mm -hmm. get to the point where our minds and our souls and our bodies understand that we have a choice. Our response to any situation is our response. So true. It's so true. There's so many strategies and there's so many, but there are the things that you can do. If we have time today, there's this one, one game I like to play and it's, and it's just a fun game where it's, and for me, the biggest thing that came out of that course is the self-awareness. So it's Mm -hmm. just that now I end up when I'm, when I'm acting like a shithead and I'm responding poorly, it's like, now I get, I go, I know what I just did. And I, and there's, Hey, listen, I'm really sorry. I do the whole oh, no, oh, no. I'm sorry. Please forgive me right right away. Yeah. Yeah. But you can do um, that. Well, hey, like, is if it's a game we can play with people just listening, then watching and listening. Um, it's really cool. our game now, and then we'll continue with our conversation. Yeah, it was something that I really remembered and I I carry with me everywhere. And it's just, it's in the easy game. So it's called the blame, shame, and complain game. Blame, shame, and complain. And so when we blame, it's, you know, we're saying, well, if you hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been here. Or it's all your fault that something has happened. Yeah. Or the government is making me pay too many yeah. taxes. It's your fault. I'm or the weather is out to get me even. The you weather, know, it's exactly. all blame. Right? Exactly. So that's the one thing. Or if you complain, well, complaining is kind of where that weather comes in. Complain When right. you're complaining, it's things that you have no control over and you're still complaining. It's like right. the sun is shining today. I'm going to bitch and complain about that. You know, it's like yeah. too hot <laughs> as it's if we right. have. Yeah. So there, and then the shame is of course, anything related to how you're feeling and what you're putting on your own self. So I could 
feel shame from the abuse that I did. I could have blamed myself for putting myself in that position to be abused. Or, you know what I mean? You could blame yourself for something that's really not your fault. But you could right. take that on if you want. So the, the game is called the blame, shame, and complain game. And every what, what a lot of us did was we had a, a big bucket of jar or, or bowl and you put it on your kitchen table. And every time you either blame, shame, or complain anything about anybody, what happens is you start listening to yourself. Oh, shoot. And then you throw in a dollar or you throw in a loony or you throw in something. Some people actually use little blackboards and put the family's name and they put check marks every time. And it's interesting because you don't realize how often you do one of those three things. You know, even I'm cooking and I, and I burnt myself. Oh shit. If it wasn't for like, I mean, then that's, that's a complaining right, right there. So I got to put a loony in the bucket. The first week I did this. I, I made, I got $64. <laughs> I put in a loony every time it was $64. It. It's a variation on the, the swearing, the swear jar. It's, and right? you put like, it in you, but once you start thinking about it, you hear yourself. The second week I was $32. I cut it in half. And then now I honestly, I feel like I, and if I do complain, I go, Oh no, you know, I just want to go delete. I mean, I just, I take it away. Like I rewind. Rewind, exactly. So that's just a cute, fun, not fun. It's not cute. It's a really cool game in a sense that if you want to be more aware of what you're saying, and actually those are thoughts in your head too sometimes. You know, you could, we'd be loaded if we put all the thoughts that we have in, in uh, as a loony in the generate, but. Yeah, it could, so you could add fun. in there every time we speak nasty to ourselves, every time. My, my blame one or our, mine and I would have put lots of money in before I, you know, yours is the happy for no reason. Mine, the work I do with belief reparenting is I would do something as simple as I'm driving somewhere. And then I end up in, uh, there's two routes to take. I take this route and I end up behind traffic and I'm like, I I did the shooting all over myself, you know, Oh, I should have taken another way. I should have done this. I'm going to really take, and it was like, I was totally taking stuff on it was making yeah. myself miserable and it was nothing. Now that's on what seems as a superficial level, but I'm just using that as an example. There's so True. much extra that we take on ourselves or complain about that just robs our own happiness. It does. It really does. It really does. It really does. And, and, and I, for me, the biggest thing is just the, the awareness. I never realized. I never realized that I was like a hamster on a treadmill all those years before COVID. I never realized every, we belonged to so many groups and I was just always going and just doing. And I never stopped to consider and to be deliberate about why am I doing that? And why am I hanging out over here and spending all the money over here when I could be doing something else? Like I never really stopped to think about it. So now everything I do is so deliberate. So that's why I'm fabulous at, 69. I can't believe I'm going to be 70 in January. And amazing, amazing. That's, and, but it's just like, I'm only doing for since COVID, like just the last four years, four and a half years, I only do the things that I want to do. And it's like, you know, what was her name that you won't, if it brings you joy, what's that clutter lady that, oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I know what you're talking about. But I, I forget her she, name. She talks about when you're decluttering and you pick it up and say, does this bring me joy? And if it does, keep it. It doesn't throw it out, you know? So everything that I do now. Bless it and pass it on. Yeah. It, it is so deliberate in, in the thoughts that I make and the decisions I make now. So every single thing I'm doing now, I'm loving. 
I love being here with you right now. I really super appreciate this time. And I, everything that I do, I honestly do it because this is where I want to be. And this is what and I, I want to do. Every conversation I've ever had with you, I feel that exuberance of joy radiating from you, right? Mm -hmm. If we talk into the energy and, and so forth is your radiant circuits, your, your joyful circuits are filled and, and you're sharing out into the world and talking about sharing out into the world. I want to hear a bit more about your podcast and, and how you share out into the world that way. Hmm. That's just for me. I'm still a newbie at that particular part. And I'm now I'm re I'm rehoning as I go and kind of honing and figuring out which way I want to go with it. I originally, I call my podcast is called living and loving each day. And my husband and I are living and loving each day. I love that title. And I, you know what? I don't have my book in, I just, it was on my bookshop. I just missed it. And it's not sitting there, but it, my husband and I did a book. He wrote, I just typed it. He's a psychologist and he wrote a book called living and loving each day with a colon success in a blended family. So we were married 34 years ago and we, he was on the radio on that. It's called that's living on CJC radio for 10 years. They won a lot of awards for that. Nice. So that's kind of where we started that book. And we started telling people what it's like being in a blended family. Oh my God. I mean, don't go crazy. I mean, there's so many things you need to talk about and, and discuss and be deliberate about it. He wrote all of that cool psychological stuff and I typed it all. At the time, it was when we had the dot matrix printers, you know, like, right, like the, the Rosalie Reed, that one. And I remember, but every time he would write really cool stuff in the book, and then I would say, and I remember when one of the kids did this, and they would they left their socks all over the floor. Like, I would put in, put little stories in there. Oh, that's fun. So you really did. He had, right. boys. he had three boys that were 17, 19, and 20, and I had two kids that were six and seven, and we came together, five of us, and I was... I was like a single mom for six years before that. So really it was like three months. a bit of parallel stories here because, you know, Ron and I have been together now over 10 years, like 11, 12, at least 11 or 12 years and combined. But at the time when our children are all adults now, but they were in their teens when we first connected and, and there is a lot to navigate, you know, and to decide at what point do you come together and move it past mm -hmm. dating because you want to be cognizant of, of them. You know, I'm just going to put a little plug in there. Um, I find that sometimes I think people blend too soon. That would just be my opinion. I've seen that where the adult hearts are ready to blend, but if mm -hmm. the kids' hearts are not ready. And so we were very deliberate. You know, I like that, mm -hmm. that word. We were very deliberate of waiting until by the time we said, okay, yeah, we're really connecting. We're really going to combine her, our households here. And, and the kids, instead of it being an issue, it was more like, oh, well, it's about time. Oh, good. See, that's the exact reaction you want. Exactly. Yeah. So and, you guys, you guys blended how many years ago? So we've been married 34 years now wow. and Hank, Hank hey. was, uh, and so I just, it's very, you know, and that's why we wrote the book just at the beginning, especially because of the blended family stuff. I was yeah. a single mom, two kids and no support ever. I felt, yeah. you know, and then he had, he was in a loving relationship. His wife was diagnosed with cancer and then passed away. And then, then we came together after that. But I mean, I had none of us, but he had three boys and I had a boy and a girl. That was helpful because the youngest was the girl. 
And so we yeah. kind of had a neat, but we, we wrote chapters on one was called the in-laws, outlaws and ex-laws. Like, because <laughs> how do you, what do you do at Christmas? I mean, what do you do? I mean, how do you appease everybody? So we, we did all of the really cool, interesting stuff. But anyway, our book was called Living and Loving Each Day. And so I, it was sitting on my book and I was trying to think of a podcast name for my, from my name for my podcast. I was thinking, and I remember looking back and going, it was yellow and red and it was exactly what I was thinking. I looked at it and was like, we own this. Why not use this title? So that's I why think it's I perfect. I, I love think it's it. Perfect. And so, and now, this. and I've been interviewing people. My daughter has um, a nonprofit and it's dedicated to parents with children with disabilities. So mm. at the, at the very beginning, I was only doing podcasts just with stories of these parents, these amazing oh, okay. parents who had children. And my daughter, uh, her daughter, my granddaughter at eight weeks old had near sits. So she was, wow. she, my daughter had gone through this where, you know, she put her to bed and she went and did the dishes and came back and she was in the crib and blew. Mm. So the, the good news is that she called 911 so quickly. There was actually a nurse lived next door and, and she was like banging on the door to get them to come back, come over. And so by the time that I was called and got there, Kalei was in the back of the ambulance and she had been revived. Like, wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A lot of prayer. And then, but so she had her, uh, her, she was in the stallery for five weeks. We were over her bed where you can't in the IC where you can't sit, just stand there um, for five weeks. And she has near, uh, it's called uh, cortical vision impairment, CVI, mm-hmm. which is where her eyes are fine. It looks like she can see you, but the messages aren't going to her brain. So she right. sees color, she sees lights, but she can't see us. Mm. She can't walk independently or anything unless you know so it's not black for her but she does see color and light but she can't discern what she's seeing it's not processing and then and she has uh, cerebral palsy as well so but i mean she's like our ray of sunshine and we just love her to pieces but so i was helping candace interview these parents of other children with disabilities. And now my daughter has a nonprofit called I Can Play Too. And it's just, so I was, my original intent was to kind of help her get that off the ground and, and interview parents and interview pharmacies that deliver diapers that come on, like these moms don't have time to go out and get stuff, you know? So we were just Absolutely. trying to interview them. There's so much support out there. Anyway, that's how that started. And then, so, but when I started doing my own podcast, I was kind of combining a few different things, the self-awareness stuff. I just had Danny Hooper on yesterday. He's hilarious because I've known him awesome. forever. Just to, And he's just living life to the fullest. So those kind of inspiring people I wanted to interview. You yeah, know? well, that is inspiring. And it, tell me when you started your podcast, how long ago? Uh, in January, like just like, so like just it's already- months ago. Yes. So I'm just going to point out there, here's, here's what's fun for anyone listening is if you have a passion for anything out there, jump in and do it. I mean, you just said that you're like 69 this year, you're turning 70 in a year and you started a podcast. So if anyone says, oh, I'm too old for that, it's like, what's a good term? Boulder Dash. What am I allowed to say on the air here? It's uh, BS, it's, like not, not, it's just. Exactly. It's, it's so true. Everybody appeals to a different age group or demographic or, or interest. So if you have something you're interested in, a story and a message out there, share it with the world. Go write your book. Go write that children's book you've been waiting to. Go travel. I just did another talk with someone traveling or like you, 
go ahead and just start your podcast and have some fun. Like one inspiration you are to your children and your grandchildren is, is yeah. going to be phenomenal. I, I just, I honestly do what brings me joy. And I honestly, like I'm still singing and I've got, I now, my mom actually used to sing in a club and anybody over 40 that's listening to this might remember in the Edmonton, we had a club called the Trocadero. It was a dance club. It was back okay. in the fifties. And my mom got $7 a night and she was the lead singer in that big band. It was a big band. Oh, 16 piece that was all the forties and fifties jive kind of music. Right. Wow. And, um, and so what's interesting is I got a call just like, again, four years ago or three years ago now, I think. And then where George Carmichael, the leader of that band, phoned me to say, hey, Sue, will you be our lead singer? And it oh, was like, very cool. Like, how cool is that? My mom was in that band, you know, like it's not the same band, you know, but I mean, yeah. it's the same piece orchestra, same music. And I've always, I grew up with that music. So for me, I, so now I'm a lead singer in the Trocadero Orchestra, which is the coolest thing ever. And I'm also singing now because Klondike Days, well, not Klondike Days, but if you are older and you remember Klondike Days, what it used to be like, I was the first ever local Klondike King. So I auditioned and I actually won. Oh, really? Very fun. So, so I'm the first local. And so now they're having, Explore Edmonton is having an event with five of us Klondike Kates are coming coming back and we're supposed to get in our costumes and we're on the grounds doing question and answer on uh, Thursday, the 27th of July at the expo ground at the expo center. Yeah. And it's a, we're doing a beard growing contest. Uh, we're, I don't know if we're judging the winners or something. And then Maybe. I get to sing stuff too. I get to sing with Charlie Austin. Amazing. So I'm, I mean, I'm only doing fun, fun things. I just like you are doing so much fun. I I just love everything you're doing, and and I'm sad that we're basically coming to an end of our recording. Like that went by (laughs) in the blink of an eye. But before we end, just kind of three top tips of wisdom, pearls of wisdom for living life and and really radiating out this joy and love and happy for no reason. What would you say? Three. Oh my gosh. Three little pearls of, of wisdom from Sue. Wisdom. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, it always comes to my mind that I'm, I'm responsible for my own self and my own happiness. That, that yep, That's number one. Number one. And um, like, you're never too old. It's never too late to do anything. You just do, you just do it. Right. Just do it. I, mean, I love it. Never Go for it. Never, just do it. And you're never too old to start something new. As long as you feel able-bodied and just round up support that's fantastic and number three don't don't listen to anybody else tell you anything you're on your own here and just listen to your heart yeah listen to your mind and that so that's my third one is just to listen to your heart and be (laughs) open-hearted and just to not not and all that unconditional or all that conditional stuff out there you just ignore that and just listen perfect perfect and go and listen to her podcast because yes. I'm going to be tapping in and seeing what's there. And you and I actually have planned later in the summer to uh, have a conversation. So we're going to be able to continue this conversation this over there. You're an, I really appreciate what you're doing and you're fabulous. Well, thank you. Fabulous. And you, we might have changed the numbers though. <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm really, feeling- if I, I wasn't the one that named it. So I, I'm, I'm looking at, <laughs> maybe I could change it to fabulous beyond 50. Something along those lines. Fifteen better, right? Fabulous fifteen better. better. I don't know. We're gonna do that, but it was really kind of fabulous at fifty and beyond. Like it was meant to be this 
sort of when you hit 50, it's like you truly earn your badge of I'm fabulous <laughs> and keep on going. That's right. That's right. And you are yeah. fabulous. I really appreciate you very much. Thank well, you so thank much you. for having me on today. Amazing. Yeah. And if you check out the show notes, I'll have more information about Fab at 50 if you're new to our community and more information about Susan and where you can reach out and find out about her. And if you're in the Edmonton area, maybe you can catch her singing. That would be amazing. Come on down. Come on. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thanks for Thank being you so here much. today, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. But before you leave, I'm curious, what pearl of wisdom are you taking away from today's episode? I do hope it held some inspiration or information for you to live your best life. If you are not yet part of our sisterhood, I invite you to join our community by visiting our website, fabulousat50.com, and you'll receive a free copy of our ebook, Make Mind Fabulous, 21 Ways to Energize Your Life. It is packed with loads of tips and tricks. Plus, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Remember, keep choosing fabulous. It's never too late to live the life you deserve. Catch you on the next episode.